Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. As I have been studying extensively, searching, digging into the Word of God in order to obtain uh, a measure of wisdom and revelation that I would like to share with you today for the purpose of moving forward, moving deeper into the things of God, into the knowledge of God, as we mentioned a couple of Sundays ago, that this is our theme for the year. It is to know God intimately and to love Him passionately, to reach a level of dimension of knowledge, the knowledge of His person, the knowledge of His attributes, and to understand much, much greater the way in which He works in the kingdom of God. And it's been such a joy for me this week. I cannot describe the thrill in my spirit as I dug into the Word and, and the Holy Spirit helping me to search and to seek and to discover truths. And truly, even though I've read these portions of Scripture many times over the years, uh, the revelation that I have received this week is something wonderful for me and I trust it will minister to you as well. So the title of my message, and I'm going to teach today, not preach, teach line upon line and precept upon precept. Uh, the title of my teaching is The Path to Knowledge and Understanding. The Path to Knowledge and Understanding. And I truly encourage you, I urge you, Get your Bibles, open them before you, whether it's a digital Bible or paper Bible, and follow with me as we study together and read these wonderful verses of Scripture. So our foundational Scriptures for this message is taken from Proverbs chapter 2, beginning with verse 1 through to verse 6, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Please read with me. Look at these verses together. The word of the Lord says, Let not my word depart from your eyes. I want you to see them in your own Bible and read them from your own Bible. So let's begin. This is the wisdom of God speaking to the sons and daughters of the king. He says, My son, if you receive my words, and that includes my daughter, for there is no male or female in the kingdom of God. So he's addressing male and female. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, now listen to this last verse, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. 
For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. May the Lord bless the reading and the studying of his word today. So in our study uh, this afternoon or this morning, wherever you are, I will be taking you on a little journey of discovery through the word of God. Psalm 119, verse 130. Please learn this verse off by heart, memorize and meditate on it. Vitally important concerning the subject that we are teaching today. The word says, the entrance of your words, it is the psalmist speaking to God or praying to the Lord. And he says, the entrance of your words gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. You see, light is knowledge. Whenever you see the word light in the Bible is knowledge. It speaks of revelation knowledge. So the word will give us understanding and the guidance we need to arrive at our destination. And our destination is none other than to find the knowledge of God. Remember, this is what we're pursuing. We're pursuing the heart of God, the knowledge of God, the will of God, the understanding of the fear of the Lord. So our destination is to find the knowledge of God and to gain a greater understanding of His ways. And the Word will take us there. It's like a road map. It's our guide. And the first word I want you to notice in these verses of Scripture, the six verses that we read, we find the word if. Underline that word if because it's very important. All of these promises, in the promise of finding the knowledge of God and understanding the fear of the Lord is conditional. Three times in six verses, Excuse me, we find the word if. And the, and the, <clears throat> the writer to the, to the book of uh, Proverbs says, If we are willing to do the things the word has specified in what we just read, then only we will find what we are looking for. And that means that the promise of finding the knowledge of God and understanding the fear of the Lord is dependent upon us putting into practice the steps which are described in those verses. Michael Morris gave a beautiful sermon this morning uh, at our local church. What is the next step? Ask yourself, what, what next steps do I need to take in order to grow in the knowledge of God, in order to develop spiritually, in order to be equipped for what God has called me to do. So this is dependent upon putting into practice the words that we just read. And the first word that I want us to focus on is the word, receive my words. The writer says, if you receive, this is the Lord's wisdom speaking to us. My son, if you receive my words. Now the word receive, I did a lot of research on this word receive. Vitally important. 
The word receive means to retain. It also means to come into possession of, to acquire, and to take hold of. That's the meaning of the word receive. So receiving is such an important word in faith's vocabulary. Mark chapter 11, verse 24, Jesus speaking, he says, Whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. First, you've got to believe that you receive what you've prayed, and then you shall have it. Now, there is a, there is a revelation, there's a truth here I want you to grasp. Though you, the, Jesus said, you receive them first in your spirit, and then they manifest in the natural. You see, your spirit is the receiver. Whatever your spirit receives, your flesh, sooner or later, will manifest it. Your body has no choice in the matter. Your flesh has no choice. Your physical circumstances have no choice. They are to manifest what your spirit received, either good or evil. Now, when God says, receive my words, now pay attention, he means to take hold of them in such a way where you conceive them in your spirit and not just mentally agree with them. Yes, I heard that. I agree. It's the word of God. No, receiving means much more than that. And let me give you an example. When Mary said to the angel Gabriel, when he visited her and gave her the good news, that she would bring the Savior of the world into the earth, that she would be the mother of the Savior. Remember what Mary said to the angel of the Lord? She said, Be it unto me according to your word. That tells me Mary received the good news, received the message the angel brought her. She received them, and the moment she said, Be it unto me according to your word, she conceived in her womb what was spoken. Did you get that? When she said, Be it, when she submitted, she truly received the word, and she said, Be it unto me according to your word. That moment she uttered those words, in her spirit, she conceived what was spoken. And what was spoken was the word of God that she would bring forth the Savior of the world. The Son of the living God was conceived in her womb the moment she received the word of God. What a revelation this is. And I pray the Lord will open your mind to fully understand what he's communicating to us today. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23, 
the Apostle Peter calls the Word of God, listen carefully, the incorruptible seed which lives and abides forever. He says, you were born again, not of corruptible, but of incorruptible seed by the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. So when the incorruptible seed of the Word is received in our spirit, we conceive, conception takes place of those things the Word promises us. And in the process of time, that which is conceived in our spirit is manifested in the natural, and we are able to see it, we are able to feel it, and we are able to touch it. But we first need to receive the word of the Lord. That's why the first step is to receive the words of God deep down in your inner man. You see, your spirit is the spiritual womb that conceives the plans, the purposes of God, the promises of God. When they are received in our spirit, we conceive those things. And in due time, if we do not give up, if we persevere in faith, they will surely manifest in our natural world, whether it's in our body, whether it's in our finances, whether it's in our health, and so on and so forth. So as you can see, the word receive is more than just hearing the word and mentally accepting it. It is much more than that. Are you with me so far? Raise your hand that you understand what I'm talking about. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Now, the other side of the coin is this. To receive God's words means also to reject all other words, all other thoughts that do not agree or contradict the words of God. I want to say that because that's equally important. And I'll give you an example from the scriptures. To receive God's words, it also means to reject all other words, no matter where they come from, all thoughts that do not agree or contradict with the words, contradict the words of God. Example, Eve in the garden. If Eve had truly received the word that was communicated to her, she would not even pay attention to the serpent's words. She would not even consider it. She would not even want to hear what the serpent had to say when he contradicted the word that was communicated to her. But you see, because she didn't receive the word in her heart, she started listening to the lies and to the deception of the enemy. And this is what we do many times. God gives us his word, then the enemy comes to steal that word. How does he do it? By contradicting the word, by giving us another word, by giving us worldly wisdom, or this one said so and so, or this experience was so and so, and he comes to contradict that word. You need to learn how to shut that voice to keep your ears shut from listening to any other words 
or considering any other words that do not agree and contradict the Word of God. That summarizes the first instruction, the first step. We receive, we conceive the Word of the living God because it is the Word of the living God, the Creator of heaven and earth. And He set His Word above His name. We must realize that God's Word will have and must have final authority in our lives. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what medical science says. I don't care what my body says. The Word of the Lord says in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, Abraham, not being weak in faith, he considered not. He didn't pay attention to his body, being a hundred years of age, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. The Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. And as a result, he gave glory to God and he was fully persuaded. This is the place where we must reach when it comes to the word of God. We must be fully persuaded that God is true, that God is faithful, that God cannot lie. His word is final authority. The Bible says, let every man be a liar and let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. There is a natural truth. There is a spiritual truth. Spiritual truths and realities are far greater, far broader, far more wonderful than natural truths. Amen. Because the spirit world is the parent of the natural world. What I conceive in my spirit sooner or later, it's going to come out in the natural. That's why Jesus said, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. You have them. So if I have them, where are they? They are in your spirit, man. And if you keep watering that word, keeping that promise, you shall have it. Praise God. That's the first step. Now let's go to the second one. I don't know if we're going to finish today, but I'm, I'm going to take my time. Are we okay with that? Praise the Lord. The second step, he says, treasure my commands within you. If you receive my words, and if you treasure my commands within you. Now to treasure means to hold and esteem as highly valuable. That's what treasure is. Commands can also be translated as instructions, God's instructions, God's precepts. We are to highly value and treasure God's instructions to the extent, now listen carefully, to the extent where we tremble at his words. Let me give you a scripture for that. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 2. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. God is speaking and he says, But this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. Notice the word trembles. What does it mean? 
You start to think about what it means to tremble at God's words. It means you revere them to such an extent, you have such high respect that promptly you obey them. Promptly you obey his instructions. Now, we often hear talk such as, well, pastor, brother, God has been dealing with me or speaking to me about certain things for days and weeks, and yet I have not done anything about it. What does that tell you? That just shows there is no reverence, there is no respect towards God's instructions, there is no trembling. If there was, we would instantly and promptly obey the instructions of the Lord. Forgive your enemies. Love your enemies. Give and it shall be given to you. If someone sues you to take your coat, give him your tunic as well. These are the instructions of the Lord. Love one another as I have loved you. Amen. So to tremble at God's words means that you, you reverence, you fear the Lord. You don't want to disobey him. You would rather disobey anybody and any, any, anyone else, but not God. That's what it means to tremble at his words. Now, here is another thought to consider in this step. He says, treasure my commands within you. This is the thought. Notice the words within you. Listen, the instructions of God are not far from us. In fact, Paul says, you don't have to, to ascend into heaven to bring his instructions or his word down. You don't have to descend into hell to bring it up. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. Notice, Jeremiah 31 verse 33. Jeremiah 31 verse 33. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. He's speaking of the new covenant. I will put my law in their minds and write it on the wall of the hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. I will write my law. What law is he talking about? The law of love. I will write my law, put my law in their mind, not on the table of stones like the old covenant, and will write my laws, my instructions on their heart. You see, they are within us. They're not outside of us. The psalmist said in Psalm 40 verse 8, I delight to do your will, O my God, for your law is within my heart. Where is it? Where is God's laws, God's instructions out there somewhere? No, they are in you. They are in you. They are in me. Praise God. The word says we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence may be of God and the power of God and not of us. Amen. Praise God. Are you with me still? Listen to another verse of Scripture, 1 John 
1 John chapter 2, verse 20. But you have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One, and you know. Don't tell me you don't know God's instructions. Don't tell me your spirit is not communicating to you what's right, what's wrong, what we should be doing, what we should not be doing. You know they are within us. And we are to treasure them. We are to hold them to high esteem. And we are to tremble and revere at his words. Let's move on. Here is something else that I have not seen before in the light that I've seen it this past week. He says, if you incline your ear to wisdom. The word incline means to bend or lean towards. Again, if we are to incline our ear to God's wisdom, it also means that we are to shut out all other worldly wisdom that is not from God. Are you listening to me? This refers to ungodly wisdom. It seems nice. It seems wise in the eyes of the world. But if it's not in agreement with the word of God, you've got to shut your ear to it. Amen? Psalm 1 refers to the blessed man. And the blessed man is the one who does not walk in the counsel of what? Of the ungodly. Now, I want you to notice something here. Notice that it does not say incline your ears, but your ear singular. Your ear. I've, I've, I've referenced this. I went through the Old Covenant through to the New Covenant. It talks about an ear, singular. What ear are we to incline or bend towards the wisdom of God? Here it is. To all those who are born of the Spirit of God, they have an inward ear. It is the ear of the Spirit which listens, uh, perceives, and discerns the language of the Spirit. Now this ear is the ear that needs to be awakened. That's why I've prayed that prayer before we started. Now, why do I say that? Listen to Isaiah chapter 50, verses 4 and 5. Isaiah speaks of this inward ear twice. In two verses, Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5, he's speaking to God. Isaiah is speaking to God, and he says, He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear, not my ears, my ear to hear as the learned. Then in verse 6, he says, The Lord God, or verse 5, has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Do you see that? Ear, singular. And let me ask you this. Is the Lord wakening your ear morning by morning? 
I believe we should have a testimony every day of what God is revealing to us, what God is teaching us. Every day. Because every day he wants to awaken that ear of yours to hear what the Spirit is saying. He loves to communicate with you and me. He loves to spend time with us. He loves to fellowship with us. And we must learn to love the presence of God more than anything else. Not go to him out of duty, out of religious uh, duty or legalistic attitude. But go because you love to spend time in his presence because you're going to hear things that are going to rejuvenate you, encourage you, propel you, and give you hope in hopeless situations. I mean, this morning, the Lord awakened me very early, and I started praying, praying in the Spirit. And then I heard the voice, my, my, my ear was awakened, and I hear the whisper of God's heart, and he says, Son, tell my church that their lives would be so much simpler if they would learn to love my presence and come and fellowship with me in the Word and allow me through the Spirit to minister to them as they minister to me. And then he said, the church has forfeited so much by not coming to me in that kind of attitude. He said, I would impart to them so much wisdom, so much knowledge, so much understanding that they would rise above the corruption of this present world. They would learn to live in the joy of the Lord and they would learn to explore the pleasures that is at my right hand. Oh, he says that they would come, they would recover all that the enemy has stolen from them. And be fully restored. I wept before the Lord. And I prayed. And I interceded for the church. May God you bring us back to your heart O oh God. Bring us back to, your, to our first love. To you. To your heart. To know you. To understand you. To love you passionately. For there is no greater honor and privilege. Than to spend your life in the presence of God. I was so overwhelmed and so emotional. And so this is one of my favorite scriptures. Lord, every morning, thank you for awakening my ear to hear as one who is being taught. There must come an awakening of our spiritual ear where we hear the word of the Lord in any given situation. And that hearing of the word comes faith. Faith to stand against any challenge, any situation, any circumstance, and be victorious in all things. As Paul says, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. I don't care what you go through. I don't care what the enemy is whispering into your ears. I don't care what the enemy has stolen from you, whether it's peace or joy or your health or your finances. If you will learn to come into the presence of God and allow him to break the word and minister it to you in the power and the revelation of the spirit, you will recover. You will be restored. You will take back what the enemy has stolen from you. And you will be a different person. I pray that will be your case. Waken my ear, Lord. 
And when the Lord Jesus gave John the revelation on the side of on the Isle of Patmos, he said to John several times, writing to the churches, the seven churches, he repeats the word, he who has an ear, not ears, ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Do you see that? Without this awakening of our spiritual ear, faith will not come. Doubt will assault us. Fears will, 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 will enslave us until this ear is fully awakened to hear, to receive, to take possession of what God, Almighty God's Word is saying to us. So may the Lord in His abundant mercy awaken the ear of our spirit so that we may hear, truly hear, what the Spirit is saying to us in this present hour. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, here's another step. The next one, apply your heart to understanding. Apply your heart to understanding. Now, this is what the Lord has shown me here. One needs to apply the heart in order to really understand what's going on. In other words, do not assume that you know everything. Don't presume. Don't be arrogant. Don't be proud. Don't be unteachable. Don't assume that you know what's going on in your life. Don't assume that you know what's going on in your situation. Don't be presumptuous thinking that you know, but ask the Lord. Be humble and teachable enough to say, Lord, show me. Show me here the hidden things. The hidden things. The unassuming things. The things that I do not know. Because I don't know everything. The Bible says we know in part. We prophesy in part. We don't know. And the things that we do not know could destroy us. That's why the, pro the prophet said, my people perish for a lack of what? A lack of knowledge. What you don't know can kill you. What you don't know can destroy you. I was awakened this morning at 2 o'clock and I couldn't go back to sleep. In my mind, the thoughts are running. Lord, am I missing it somewhere? Where am I missing it? I know you're not missing it. I know the problem is not with you. I must be missing it somewhere. Why is the manifestation of my healing and health is taking long? Where am I missing it? And I'm praying in the Spirit and I'm talking to God in His language, not in mine because I do not know what to ask for. I don't know there comes a time where there are no no natural language can, can express what is in my heart. And I find great release in speaking to God in that wonderful, beautiful, angelic language that he gifted me with. How I praise him for that language. Because it's my spirit crying out to God's spirit and speaking directly to his heart. Because he knows what's in the heart of God. 
And as I'm praying and I'm, I'm seeking God and I'm crying out to him, the Spirit of the Lord began to minister to me. And he said, son, you're not missing it anyway. He said, sometimes the devil fights harder and the devil fights longer. And you need to persevere resisting him in the faith. He said, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour your health, son. He wants to devour your, your body. He says, resist him. How? Steadfast in the faith. Counted joy. This is another opportunity to prove that my word is so. It is true that I am faithful to my word. When those words came, peace flooded my soul. And I started laughing. Man, if somebody had seen me laughing at 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning, just laughing out loud at the devil. You think this man has gone crazy. I lost, he lost his mind. Yes, I've lost my natural mind and I'm gaining a spiritual mind. I'm being very vulnerable, sharing these things with you, hopefully that you may learn something from my experiences. So apply your heart to understand your situation. Don't think you know it. Ask God to show you the hidden things, the things that cannot be seen with the natural eye. And the trap that we fall in so easily is to judge a person or a situation by his appearance or by his circumstances without really understanding the real cause or the real issues that cause that person to react in a certain way or to find himself in such a situation. Don't be hasty to judge. Seek the Lord for understanding. And that's why the word says, apply your heart. Seek to understand. Don't assume you know. Amen. I know I'm giving you much. You may have to take this uh, teaching and listen to it again and again and again and again. Study it for yourself. Study the scriptures I'm giving you. So applying your heart to understanding requires first and foremost humility humility now we come to this he says if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding now I want you to do an exercise in your mind. Please, picture a person in your mind who cries out for something and he lifts up his voice for it. What do you see? I did that exercise. When the Spirit of God said to me, I want you to picture a person who is lifting up his voice, who is crying out for understanding. And you know what I saw? I saw a person who is really, really desperate. He reached a place of what we call desperation. 
desperation. Remember that word. It's an important word. Now, Psalm 34, verse 6 says, This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Now, the Lord heard his prayer, not because he was poor, <laughs> but because he was desperate, folks. Have you reached a place of desperation where you truly cry out to God from the depths of your being? There's a verse of scripture that says, deep calls unto deep. You know what? I am convinced that many of our prayers go unanswered because we are not desperate enough. I truly believe that. In other words, we are so content to live without the fullness of the blessing of God. We content to live without it. Are you with me? We are content to live without what God promised us. We're not willing to put up a fight. We're not willing to become desperate enough to the point where we cry out for discernment, where we lift up our voice for understanding. Think about that for a while. You know, I have a pastor friend in the United States who always signs his name at the bottom of his emails with these words. The kingdom of God is for the desperate and the secret is to stay in the place of desperation. You know what? I understand his line of thought much better now after I meditated on these verses of Scripture. How desperate are we to reach that level of knowledge, that level of understanding, where we are so empowered by God and the fullness of His Spirit that we move and work in another dimension altogether? Have we reached in our search for knowledge and understanding that place of desperation yet? Well, only ourselves can answer that question. A place where we are no longer content to live without the fullness of the blessing of God, without the fullness of the understanding of the Lord. I recall many years ago, I was in a small local church in Masvingo. The pastor knew just about what I knew, but my heart was so hungry for more, so thirsty. I lifted up my voice and I said, God, help me. Help me grow. I have a hunger in my heart to learn, and I don't know how. You know what God did? He brought into my hands a set of tapes <laughs> from another man of God, and I devoured those teachings like a hungry person. Within six months, I was ready to take off, fulfill the call of God on my life. But I wonder what would have happened if I hadn't cried out to God, if I hadn't become desperate enough. And I pray every day, Lord, lead me to that place of desperation like a hungry man, like a man whose head is under the water and I'm desperate for a, a fresh breath of air. I pray that your heart may come to that place of desperation.
And finally, he says, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures. You know, the writer calls, he says, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will find the knowledge of God and understand the fear of the Lord. The writer of Proverbs calls the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God as a hidden treasure. Now, he said, if you seek her like you seek silver and search for her as for hidden treasure. Now, this is where, listen carefully, this is where the assistance and the help of the Holy Spirit becomes absolutely necessary and indispensable in our search. You know, if you look at the Greek word for paraclete, is the word paraklitos. I looked at afresh that word in the Greek dictionary, and the word paraklitos means he is the one you call for help. He is the one you call for help and assistance. That's his ministry. And so this is where the assistance and the help of the Holy Spirit becomes absolutely necessary and indispensable. Why? Because he alone knows where these hidden treasures are. And he alone can lead us to where to seek and where to search in the Word of God for your present circumstances, for where you are in your level of faith. He knows where you are. He knows what you need. And he's the one who's going to guide you to the place or to the portions of Scripture that you will find the knowledge and the wisdom that you seek. Now, learn from the natural side of things. You know, the gold and the mining industries, before they start digging for gold or for diamonds, what do they do? They call the experts to locate where the gold is. They don't just dig anywhere and everywhere. They know there's gold there. Why? Because the experts have said and discovered there's gold here. Even so with us, we call on the Holy Spirit for help. Help me, Holy Spirit, I pray. Help me in my search and my seeking. You know, I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, which says that the Holy Spirit searches Notice the word, searches all things, even the deep things of God. <laughs> this is one of the main reasons I love to pray in the Spirit. Because in doing so, He helps me find the treasure of knowledge and understanding. He brings illumination to my mind, and He helps me search the heart of God. What an awesome privilege this is, folks. Awesome privilege. This is better than sleep. This is better than food. This is better than any pleasure you can imagine. When God's Holy Spirit begins to reveal the secrets of God's heart and gives you the keys that will unlock your situation, that will solve chronic situations and problems in your life that you've been resisting and fighting for many years, there's nothing compared to such joy. And so I conclude my message with this prayer. Father God, 
here we are, hungry for knowledge, hungry for revelation and understanding of your person, your nature, your attributes, your mercy, your love. Hungry for greater levels of understanding the fear of the Lord that will cause us to depart from all evil, that will empower us to consecrate ourselves anew to you and you alone for your exclusive use. Have mercy upon us. Touch our hearts. Awaken our spirits. Awaken our inward ear to hear. Open our eyes to see truth that we have not seen before. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.